You're listening to the Bleak and Review Podcast. Who is that? Quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. If you listen right now, it's like you're right here with me. Bleak and Review. It's the quarantine kickies. Post up on your couch and watch little Nikki take a load off and wash your hands. Because Kevin doesn't have a whole lot planned. It's quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. Don't go outside because it's gross and icky. Bleak in review on a Friday night. Right? Right, everybody? Hi. Hi, this is Kevin Anderson. Thank you so much for tuning in for this free non-paywall episode of Bleak in Review Quarantine Quickies. Uh, I'm probably going to keep this intro short because it's pretty hot in LA out of nowhere and I don't want to have to edit out the sound of my fan that much or record without my fan on because... Uh, both of those are annoying for different reasons. One of them is work and the other one is sweat. <laughs> but you know, if, you know, if you're not sweating, then you're not really working, bro. That's my whole thing now. That's what I'm all about. I'm all about grinding. I'm all about, I'm a Republican. <laughs> I think that everyone who's poor is there because they didn't try hard enough and we shouldn't help them. That's what I think. I don't know. Call me old fashioned and white and probably racist, but that's what I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can tell I'm kind of losing my mind. I've been doing a bunch of stuff in my home studio today, and this is the last part of it because everything else that I've done, everything else on this episode has been done previously. Uh, this is the last thing before I stitch it all together. And I think I'm losing my mind because it's hot and I'm sweaty and my knees are weak and my palms are sweaty as well as my armpits. And there's, I, have, I don't have any vomit on my sweater yet, but I did ask my mother to ship me some Italian food. And I keep on forgetting what I was going to talk about in this intro. Hey, that was a weird convoluted Eminem reference, everybody. Hey, if you're listening to this, you know what you're going to get most of the time in these intros, and it's not good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm kind of kind of going crazy. I, I I think this has been a this, this since I last spoke to you via podcastery. Uh, I, I've had a very in my in my feels and in my head week, so I also don't really want to talk about that, because I've recorded a whole song about that, and maybe you'll be able to hear it soon. Who knows? Uh, maybe on the Patreon, maybe maybe this EP is going to drop sooner than I thought, because it's coming along at a quick clip, but I've been in my feels and just kind of leaning into it, you know, leaning into my emo boy tendencies again, just like to purge it, because if you stuff it down, that's when you start, you know, just going crazy and chucking bricks through windows and stuff, right? That's what men do. Uh, so I feel like if I let it out, you know, watch a bunch of musicals that Joe K recommended to me. Uh, <laughs> I watched uh, Hedwig and the Angry Inch for the first time on HBO Go. Yo, I was sleeping on that shit. That shit slaps. That was amazing. Uh, I've watched a bunch of musicals this week. I watched that, which was, I can't believe that came out in 2001, first of all. I mean, just content wise way ahead of its time and i'm sure you know because it's an adaptation of a stage play i'm sure it was even around before that but it's cool that a movie got to be made and that it's still available for idiots straight idiots like me to to finally see and and be like oh i get this now granted i have heard songs from hedwig and the angry inch before because i go to karaoke at the good night in north hollywood a lot back when you know society was functioning and uh Every so often, you know, that's there's some queer kid anthems in there, from what I understand. So, uh, you know, wig in a box, 
uh, what's the uh, origin of love? If you haven't seen it because you're straight or you just slip in or whatever it is, uh, I recommend it highly. It was fucking rocking. It was a very interesting story, very, very heartfelt story, and very important, I'm sure, to, I mean, definitely to LGBT people, but just the world in general. And then I watched, uh, oh yeah, I watched uh, Little Shop of Horrors, which I hadn't seen in like 15 years, and that's just great. I'm, I don't need to tell you how great that is, I'm sure. Uh, and I watched Across the Universe for the first time, and was like, oh, I guess I do like the Beatles again, <laughs> Because the Beatles was like one of those bands that, like, you I grew up with it, like, cassette tapes. My parents just had, like, every Beatles thing on cassette, and it was always playing in the car. And I knew, like, all the songbooks. When I decided I wanted to, to try to play guitar in middle school slash high school, my mom immediately got me the sheet music for the album. I can't remember the name of the album off the top of my head, but with Here Comes the Sun on it. She's like, oh, you need to learn to play my favorite Beatles song. So they were kind of ingrained in me at a very early age and then I kind of got over it in the sense that like I just heard it all so much and it just didn't jump out at me as anything special anymore it's like yeah I know that song is oh by oh by life goes on blah 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 life goes on blah life goes on oh that's that's a future ad <laughs> uh count uh nope I don't have a van uh, uh let's see hold on I got this uh George Scarison there you go <laughs> probably cut that uh but then watching across the universe uh for the first time and you know as it takes place in a with this you know vietnam backdrop and detroit and all this stuff and it's like hearing different people interpret beatles songs different fantastic singers i was like oh i kind of like i've kind of hurt i feel like i'm hearing you know hey jude again or i'm hearing let it be again for like you know it's it's new again so that's exciting uh, if you haven't seen across the universe you should check it out probably if you like the Beatles or just musicals or just don't have anything else going on, you know, check it out. And then Joe and I, uh, Joe K, of course, I've been mentioning a bunch, a friend of the show, certainly, uh, will be on a future quarantine quickie. Certainly. Uh, we were just texting drunkenly back and forth through all of these things. And I was just like, dude, I don't know anything about musicals and I should, this is great. <laughs> and so, you know, he's given me some homework, which maybe you'll get to hear some. That's a little pre teaser. That's not even a teaser. That's just a pre teaser. There may be a project in the works regarding musicals and Joe K. That's all I'm going to say about that. But yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go into the 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 girth of the episode now. Ooh, that's not the right word. The meat of the episode now. I'm going to uh, sign off here because we're going up to a break with uh, some sponsored content, a collaboration between myself and uh, comedy person Frankie Griffin, very funny member of the sketch group Night Church here in Los Angeles. A uh, very funny guy. He's been. He's been tangentially associated with the podcast. Canon is intact. And then a little later in the show, I chat with my buddy Eric Barnes, who you've probably heard on Unpop Stuff and on Bleak and Review Stuff. Good pal of mine for many years now. We chat about uh, some interesting things. And then uh, we were about to get to some really heavy stuff and our connection dropped out. And it was almost ruined the episode, but luckily some other guy kind of like just busted into my FaceTime session and uh yeah this guy he was an erotic writer and he read some of his stories and I was you know I was looking for content so I let him go but you know you get a little bonus extra extra interview on this I learned a little bit about uh about another 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 silly boy <laughs> uh yeah that's it uh we're gonna go to a quick break after this sponsored content we will be back with more bleak and review with Eric Barnes 
after this. stuff from other podcasts that i'm referencing i remain kevin anderson we are we are getting through this we are we are zencastering it up we are making content with me today comedian friend of the show former guest host of the show eric barnes hello hey bye hello again for the third intro (laughs) well i didn't i didn't mean that but i meant like hello again in terms of you know of course i'm saying hello to your audience Yes, and As, hello to the audience. It's weird because I am recording this outside of uh, outside of your window. Oh no! Like, <laughs> so we're facing each other. Well, you know how I always walk around Burbank, right? That is a thing that you've been known to do. You you trundle about Burbank and yes. and, and ha- happen upon situations often. <laughs> I happen upon yeah, and I always end up near or at your studio at the end of the show. Per now be- bleak and review <laughs> canon. Right, of course. And the canon is intact. Just because there's a pandemic happening doesn't mean that the canon is out the window now. It is all still canonical. Oh, yeah. No, I'm practicing social distancing. I got my gloves on. I got my face mask, all that stuff. I'm just, And I am talking between – there is a window between us, so everything's fine. <laughs> and uh, and because of social distancing, you're no longer able to uh, uh, try – you know, I like – I'm trying to come up with synonyms over and over. Trundle, trounce, uh, uh uh have Trounce. a is that correct <laughs> i don't think it is you could just <laughs> about, say uh, walk, shuffle shuffled walk, stroll shuffled meandered oh, i like that one that's yeah wandered. We'll say... <laughs> so you're no longer able to wander slash meander a- your way through a- burbank amb- ambled oh uh, that's a good one that's a good one you can definitely uh, tell that i write for a living right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's it's it's a thing of like uh, I'm still talking about the same topic, but I've said the word fart so many times. How many other ways why? can I say fart? <laughs> you know. Okay, why are you talking about farts all the time? I was saying like if you if you write an article about farts like we were doing oh. at Bunny Ears, and then you're like, okay, I can't just say fart again. I got to say past wind or made a butt made a butt bump or or release the poo ghost. <laughs> from his mortal shell. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah, see that's see you're you're a smith of the words. <laughs> but a only word, when it comes a to a wordsmith, if you were. 
a smith of the words when only it comes to turds. I kind of have to, uh, because prior to the pandemic, and thanks to the pandemic, I am no longer uh, a professional erotica writer. <laughs> right. Right. We had well, we had our whole falling out thing at Bunny Ears that happened. And then you were uh, for a few months there. We were writing. And this is interesting because we've talked about it in person, but we have not talked about it on the podcast. So I do want to get into it a little bit. Sure. Uh, you were being paid by a company to write uh, erotic words. Not just words, Kevin. Full-fledged <laughs> stories. Oh, you weren't just writing like sex and, and Yeah, butts. I wasn't just writing. <laughs> God, what a dream. If I wrote words like <laughs> Like uh, just the word caress and then invoice that. Uh, you get $5 per noun that you can think of. <laughs> yeah. If you got nothing. Uh, yeah. I, I wrote some uh, erotica professionally for, for a time because God, so interesting. God forbid my life ever makes sense and that I could actually have <laughs> income uh, right. for, for longer than a certain amount of periods. No, hundred percent, and it's such a it's such a Eric specific job too, because it's like, you, oh, you're... it's it's something weird and nothing that I really want. Yeah, <laughs> well, that, that's that that's too, an Eric job. I was just thinking, like, it's just funny. Whatever, you know, like when someone just keeps having crazy things, like like show up, and then you're like, oh, well, right now I'm I'm yeah, I'm writing superhero erotica sometimes, and then other stuff. It's just not a thing that you would think that you would come to the bar and say, <laughs> yeah. And I say it, <laughs> and it's true. That's the, that's the sad part. Is the truth? <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's a job. It was a job, and like it it's, was a it's... job. I I I give it a lot of shit, but it was yeah. it was fine uh, for what it was. It's just this was not how I expected twenty twenty to go. <laughs> no, no, certainly not. <laughs> I think that a lot of people have to. They're definitely like quantifying the year in a lot of different ways but your year has been very specific <laughs> well at this on january 1st 2020 i was under the impression that i would be writing and helping produce two uh internet shows for a former child star and now right. i got let go from my pornography writing job <laughs> because they were too poor uh to pay me during a global pandemic of disease <laughs> in which right. in which flabby old white men are like, why aren't you working? Oh God. <laughs> okay, that's what I was gonna ask because I you couldn't. You can't remember. be alive. What's wrong with you? Your 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 life does not coincide with our bottom line, as it this, were. <laughs> this imaginary metric that humanity had created for itself it needs to be supported by the people that I think I'm better than. <laughs> oh man, you have just nailed something that was totally on my mind. I think like most of yesterday and a little today where like I got to the point in like, you know, my quarantine spiral thinking, not like depressive stuff, but just overanalyzing everything. I started thinking about like, oh yeah, money, that thing we just made up, that's the big problem right now. You know, it doesn't actually mean anything. <laughs> like I got to that level. <laughs> no, the pr the problem, scary thing is, is that it means something when you believe it means something. Exactly, exactly. And now that the, the main part that makes all of that work to some degree has been removed from the equation, everyone is just like freaking the fuck out. You well, know what I mean? Yeah. And everyone's realizing, oh, this is this was bullshit. <laughs> yeah, 100%, 100%. I had to go into a building to do this task. 
<laughs> and I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't find a way to just simply exist for longer than a month if all of this went away for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and little things like, oh, we could have we could have had oh, we could have had that. But exactly. for some reason we chose not to and decided to give it a Walmart instead. <laughs> well they I mean, you know, corporations are people and they need our help too. <laughs> Uh, but Eric, uh, you mentioned, and I, I kind of forgot, I'm glad you mentioned that. So you lost, uh, the erotic writing job because of the pandemic. But before that, when you were in it, I'm curious, had, was this, uh, probably, this was new territory. You had never done anything like this for money before, I presume. No, <laughs> well, actually once, actually once, uh, just a one-time thing. I did write a, a, <laughs> I can't believe uh, they wanted it, but I, the money was good. And I had to, and I needed it. Uh, I wrote a script for fetish porn. Oh boy. <laughs> Wait, so for like, you wrote like a screenplay for an actual like video that would be shot? Yes. Oh, that's amazing. Please tell me everything about that. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Can I ask what I kind of not. fetish it was? Uh, I'd rather not say. Oh, I see. Okay. It wasn't like you were just writing, you were writing something that was true to your life, not just like writing someone's fetish. I was writing something that not, it's not necessarily true to my life, but at the same time, uh, at the same time, this was, there, there's contracts that were involved. Oh, hundred percent. No, we're definitely not going to talk. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we're not going to, I will I can say I did the thing. I will not. <laughs> I cannot say the thing that I did. Just I will know. Say, just know that it happened and it was fetishy. <laughs> just know that it would happen and it's not vanilla. That's all. That's, yeah. That's interesting. I, I feel like uh, if and I were to write a, a script about the shit that I look up on porn sites, what I'm like really in it, you know, I'd be like, I'd be really good at writing that, but I would not want to uh, talk about it. <laughs> so I understand that well, part that's too. The thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a little column A, a little column B. And totally. Even with, and same with the erotica stuff. And the the erotica stuff was you know pretty tame by comparison to yeah. What kind of what kind of stuff were you writing for them again? Uh, I was writing, uh, like you said, superhero erotica. I wrote a spy story, a series of spy stories. Like I took genre fiction and just added sex. <laughs> That's uh, great. Pretty much. And uh, I, the last one I did, oddly enough, was a post-apocalyptic uh, story. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> oh, at wow. Least, uh, but at least for that one, I destroyed the world via nuclear fallout, not right this not not a poor management of an avoidable yeah. crisis <laughs> but but you know and that's what they wanted and, but it was just so weird to write certain uh, certain action adventure based erotica like i also did like a demon hunter and a demon teaming up to take down like ghouls and stuff oh well, that sounds great i would yeah. love to read that stuff <laughs> thank you i, I will glad i will uh we'll, we'll talk after totally uh, uh and uh i was gonna say the uh uh, I feel like it'd be hard to write pornography about this pandemic because we're not like, how, how, how do you make this sexy? Everyone has face masks well, on. Well, <laughs> for this, it's kind of easier because everyone is forced to stay in and, and all that uh, by comparison for an action scene, they just run away from the bad guys. Like, Oh, we got to lay low. <laughs> oh, oh, there's a bed over there. Uh, <laughs> Show me your ki- core and titties. Let's kill time. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, you know, or whatever. Uh, I don't know. I talked about this with Matt, but there's a lot of that popping up on uh, porn sites and stuff now. I'm seeing like I'm in lockdown with my with this person because of coronavirus, and we fucked, and like ever, they're wearing face masks in the video. Like everyone's trying to adapt. <laughs> see, what I want to see is, and I'm not I'm not a big porn connoisseur. It's just not for me. But so the thing I do want to see is something that I've actually seen in. The, something the gift the pro wrestling has given me which is i want to see social distance fucking <laughs> right in which there's two naked people they are six feet apart and one like mimes like let's say you know rubbing and and suckling on a tit and the other and the other participant reacts to that happening as if they oh. were merged together like like doing a stomp and a, a punch on the uh, like pretending to punch a wrestler but stomping on the mat. To well, the, that kind well, of the reason <laughs> the reason I bring up the wrestling is someone did a social distancing wrestling match in which they put a guy in a headlock and the guy six feet away acted like he was in a headlock. Oh, that's they did, so funny. <laughs> he picked him up for a hip toss and you know they pantomimed. They did the pinfalls and everything. Uh, I'll send you a link. And that it's, sounds uh, great. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds really so, funny. But uh, but imagine pornography like that in the sense of like they're they're deeply passionately kissing, but they're both six feet apart. But they're right. But if you were to kind of uh, Mad Magazine fold them together, <laughs> it would look like an actual deep passionate kiss. Kind of like or, it kind of would look like uh, like a, a PS2 game that started glitching and the two sprites weren't like near each other when they were supposed to be touching, but they're but still they, doing the thing. Yeah, they're still in sync and in the same rhythm and all that. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah, I think someone should get for. on that. We're yeah, giving this idea away for free. <laughs> it's fine. If Pornhub is giving away porn for free, why why should we charge? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I guess you bring up another interesting thing I don't know anything about. I know like everything is on hold because of the pandemic. How is, uh, as a huge wrestling fan, how is uh, wrestling managing under this? I know there's some oh. Vince McMahon news. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Uh, do you want this whole podcast to be about it? Because I could, <laughs> uh, I'll try to keep it as brief as possible. Uh, all of the indie, all the indie promotions are in deep shit and deep trouble because there's no live shows and right. because of WrestleMania, uh, no longer, you know, people couldn't gather. That's like one of the biggest indie weekends of the year. So a lot of my indie friends lost a major payday Yeah, and on top of the, and, uh, but there are some, some of the larger groups are still honoring contracts of their wrestlers. However, the largest and most successful and still profitable, even during all of this wrestling company in the world, uh, just fired or furloughed 20 on-air talent uh, minimum. There's more names added by the day, and that's just on-air talent. There are several backstage roles and all that that were just slashed and, and cut off and let go. I, I don't want to put a percentage on it, but it's a large percentage of people and they are still going to be profitable to their stockholders by the end of the year. It was grossly by any current financial metric. It was unnecessary for them to do this. Yeah, it was a, a big gutting, uh, unnecessary gutting of everything. Well, and on top of that, it's uh, it's, uh, you know, it all uh, in the wrestling industry, these a culling of sorts happens at WWE nearly every year. 
around this time. The big difference is, is that they, these people cannot find work because all the indies are done right. for the year or for however long. So if people were, if these former WWE guys were let go in any other year, it'd be like, well, maybe this group will sign them and they'll be fine. Or they can pick up some very lucrative indie bookings basing off of their reputation as a former WWE wrestler. Yeah, kind of going around the circuit and like right. be like, all right, I'm going to take some time to do these things while that's, you know, work in progress over there. And now that option's unavailable. Right. That option is unavailable. And also the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing uh, in many cases because there's this one per- particular professional wrestler who was let go. He was released. He's involved in a round robin tournament for the Cruiserweight Championship and is still wrestling in it while wow. fired. That's 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 a, new, a whole other level. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. it's screwed up. And on on top of that, up until recently, Vince McMahon had the had the gall to make these unattended shows because they can't have a crowd for obvious reasons. Right. Live. And now they're now they're finally wise enough to be like, hey, maybe if we are going to do this, we do one day of massive tapings for like five weeks or two weeks or what i don't know what the actual thing is but he had the idea of well we'll still do our live show out of our performance center in orlando every week and you know fly in everybody (laughs) right right yeah that that there's that that doesn't have any fucking ominous tones (laughs) no and it's uh and it's terrible uh and it's awful and yeah so that's uh that's as that's the short of it is what's happening in the wrestling world. Uh, we, uh, my, the group I'm with and I can't bad mouth WWE too. Uh, I can, and I just did. So <laughs> never mind. Do it again. <laughs> never mind. The views, uh, the views of Eric Barnes don't necessarily, uh, are, are not the views of the people Eric Barnes works with. No, of course. And also remember, there's always the satire clause for podcasts where anything said on a podcast can be yes. viewed as satire. Uh, this is uh, everything I said was purely satirical. Um, <laughs> but no. And and as here's the thing is, as as critical as I am of WWE, of what they are currently doing, uh, it's still uh, I'm trying to find a, a silver lining and the silver lining is simply. There is the idea, and I don't necessarily agree with this point, but it is a point that they are providing a uh, a distraction for during all of this, and the people that are working there and performing there are doing their damnedest to entertain. Yeah, uh, it's so like, there it's, is at least that. Yeah. It's the kind of, in some ways, the best of a bad situation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and and uh, like I cannot wait until. Uh, wrestling pro wrestling comes back uh, here in Southern California and Burbank. Yeah, me neither. I'm excited to go. I w- can't wait to go again. Like I've wanted, to, I've such a, I have such a uh, uh, deep passion to go do everything outside of my house now that I can't <laughs> do it. <laughs> That's exactly how well, I feel right now. Uh, the good thing about for now, WPW, what we've been doing. And uh, I apologize. I don't know our next exact date, but follow me on Twitter at Eric W Barnes and I'll plug it. Uh, what we've been doing is the, uh, the brain trust of WPW have been putting together some best ofs 
and have been air uh once a month we air them on twitch and a bunch of the wrestlers and wpw personalities such as myself will be in the chat on twitch Hell so yeah. uh if you guys uh are free and i imagine that you are uh, <laughs> you. you can Certainly. uh you can watch along some of our best stuff uh, live on Twitch and talk to us. And it's uh, the last time we did it was so much fun that we were like, well, let's air another show. The The fans demand, you know, we're like, yeah, we're going to we want to stick. We want more. And so, yeah, they, it's uh, just like musicians well, doing their, you know, isolation recording tracks with all their band members in different houses. It's the same kind of thing. Well, that, it's just like we want to interact with the people that we love and yeah. can't see live. We can't well, see them live. So. Well, I mean, that night, you know, we aired an old, uh, just a whole old show immediately, right. immediately afterward. And we just kept talking to a lot of the fans. And uh, if you're into wrestling or wacky nonsense, it's definitely worth your time. So please join yeah. us next yeah, time. Come join as it keeps the community strong. And you guys uh, should go check out Eric on Twitter here. Uh, uh, and then yeah, I, I, I know we're getting to plugs early. I'm sorry about that. Well, I do have one giant uh, big question that I've been asking all of my guests on the show. It is, do you still believe in God? Well, I do. And here's why. And I have indiscernible proof that God exists. And Oh, shit. This is great. Yeah. Brace yourself because here it comes. Uh, what? what? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I think I lost Eric. Fuck. God damn it. Uh, we were so, I was about to get – I was about to find out about God and shit. Wait. Wait. Someone else is – someone Brr. else is facing Someone else who just FaceTimed me. Who's this? Hello? Yes, hello. Are you Kevin Anderson? I, I am. I'm recording a podcast. I was just talking to Eric oh, Barnes. <laughs> oh, I think he used to work with me. Oh, oh, maybe you guys are uh, you guys are sharing a uh sharing a internet connection or something right now or I I, I, I don't know how the internet works like that, but <laughs> Well what's your what's your name, sir? Oh, oh my name is Vance Bubbles. <laughs> Hi Vance. Uh I guess I mean I still need a guest you can on call the rest me of the Mr. show Bubbles if you want. I think I will. I think I'm going to call you that. Uh Mr. Bubbles, I do I mean I'm recording a podcast right now and I think I mean we have some time to fill. I still need a guest. Uh what uh you said you worked with Eric before? I guess I could just interview you. Uh, what I, did you guys I, do together? I don't know. Uh, uh, I was listening in somehow. And, uh, <laughs> it was talking about how you know, uh, writing erotica. That's what I do for a living. Oh, um, you write erotica like Eric did. Okay. You're still doing it. Yeah, that's right. It's my full-time job. Well, that's amazing. I'm I'm happy that you're still able to pull in a paycheck. Uh, what kind yeah. of stories do you like to write? I get paid $12 an hour to just write <laughs> pornography stories. <laughs> that's not bad. And uh, have you been doing this for a long time? Would you consider yourself a seasoned veteran? I've been doing this for over 10 years. Oh, wow. Congratulations. That's very good. Uh, yeah, what, kind very of, nice. uh, what kind of what kind of Eric was talking about how he likes to write, uh, you know, kind of genre fiction, but with porn in it. Is that kind of what you do, too? Or what kind of stuff do you like writing? I like writing like highly erotic stories about, you know, people that get together uh, and meet at the park and kiss. Oh, and, OK. Uh, or uh, they bump into each other at the grocery store. And uh, then hold hands. So a lot of a lot of uh, public displays of affection. Well, they they do that privately. I mean, they 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 meet at those places, and then they're like, "Hey, 
want to come over? And they're like, yeah. And then they do. And then they hold hands. And that's the end of the story? They don't, uh, that seems a little tame. Oh, sometimes sex happens. Oh, okay. Uh, that's, yeah, usually, you know, penis and vagina, penis and butt, uh, penis and mouth, those kinds of, ooh. Uh, those are the, the most of the sex things that I know of, uh, like the ways to insert. Is that not what you think sex is? I, 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 this, this is kind of new to me. Oh, okay. Uh, well, at least, let's, you know, I mean, I've definitely had sex. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, you've been working in, for 10 years as an erotic oh, yeah. writer. Of course you've yeah. had sex. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had piles of it. It was, uh. <laughs> piles of sex you say yeah, piles of sex oh you wow that's fi- fascinating you can, you can fill up about a uh, four buckets worth <laughs> wait okay so <laughs> four buckets worth of sex sounds like yeah uh i don't know if you're familiar with bukkake is that kind of what you're talking about or <laughs> I, I don't like ethnic food Oh, okay. I guess that's one way to describe it. Uh, and uh, do you draw from your real is it life? Like sex a, is, it, oh, is, it, is it a is it a salad dressing? I don't eat salad. It's similar <laughs> in a lot of ways. It's kind of uh, it puts the balls in balsamic. I don't anyway, follow. Anyway, do you when you're writing your stories? Do you draw on the buckets of sex like your personal experience, uh, or do you uh, kind of fantasize? Well, you know. I mean, they say right where you know, but uh, that's only a half truth. I mean, look at Stephen King. I don't think he knows a lot about, you know, rabbit dogs or evil cars. Evil cars. Well, cars cars are evil, but, you know. (laughs) You think so? I mean, usually there's a person that's evil driving them, though. Ah, yes. It's always the person behind the car. That's true. That was deep. Yeah. That was very deep. I was going to ask a really deep question to Eric before we disconnected, but that was deep uh-huh. enough, I think. I'll take it. Okay. Uh, so uh, could you uh, maybe uh, walk me through, like, maybe uh, well, one of your uh, one of your stories? or Let me let me, let me read a uh, – do, do you want me to read a passage from my latest oh, that would one? Be, that would be wonderful if you would be so kind. Oh, okay. okay. Let me just uh, – let me just pull up the file here. All right. He looked at her and thought, hmm, that's, that's really nice right there. And, uh, and she looked at him and thought, oh, oh, oh that's, that's fine. <laughs> he approached her at the ladle store and uh, said, man, it's, uh, that's good for soup, isn't it? And she, had, she said, yeah. Would you uh would you like to come over and, and have some soup? Oh, here we go. Now and we're said, getting sexy. Well sure. And then all of a sudden they're in their apartment. <laughs> Smash cut too. Smash cut. I don't know what that is, but sure. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's fine. By the way, all the all, everything I'm saying is in the is in the story. Yeah, I know. You actually uh, were kind enough to uh, give me a script on a text document and send it over. So I I was doing my lines, too. Appreciate it. (laughs) So uh, they're like, oh, tomato basil, my favorite. Mm. I had a sip. And then uh, that's when Stan decided to make his move. 
Ah, uh, here we go. Here we go. He slowly placed his hand on top of Eunice's. And Eunice's hand was so nice. It felt really, really good. And then they clamped so tight, but not too tight. Just a good kind of tight. And you could tell she used shea butter to keep her hands soft. And Stan's hands, well, Eunice liked them much too. Sure, they had little calluses over his palm and at the inch of his knuckles from that time he was a boxer. <laughs> that time. And they, they continually, slowly stroked one another's thumbs. And it, it felt nice. And then sex happened. Ah. And then they ate their soup, and the soup was so good. <laughs> Wait, we breezed over the It was the very sex. good. <laughs> it was very tasty soup. Okay. There was so, a little... The basils uh, highlighted the tomatoes, and it was thick. Ooh, now, you're now, now I'm back and in. Thick and red. Hell yeah. And she made this nice grilled cheese to dip it in, which Stan was amazed by because he never thought that it would happen to him like that before. No, certainly. A soup and a sandwich. The mind reels. <laughs> the end. Okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. What a journey. <laughs> I gotta yeah. say, I gotta say, it, it, uh, it, 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 it's really good sex, isn't it? I I gotta say, Vance Bubble, Mister Bubbles, I gotta say it. I was definitely not sold at first. It seemed like a lot of details about soup, and it wasn't really. It's not my my kink, but I don't want to shame anybody. But then you started talking about how it was thick and What's red, and I was like, oh. a kink is kind of like uh uh, like a specific sexual act that uh, arouses some more than others. Does that make sense? I could try to explain it in terms that you might understand. Uh, what's your favorite soup? Uh, distilled water. Your favorite soup is distilled water? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So like my favorite soup is like clam chowder. So like, because I like clam chowder more than distilled water, I might consider that to be like a kink of mine because I prefer it to uh more, uh, uh, plain and, uh, plain liquid. Okay. So yeah, Who's that's just, own, a, I guess. just some, yeah, I was just, uh, just trying to, well, just trying to well, get on the same page. <laughs> maybe you'll like this next one. Oh yeah, for sure. Certainly. Okay. Okay. So Tyler uh, <laughs> starts Tyler. with so Tyler. Uh. <laughs> That's yeah. how it starts. Yeah. <laughs> you learn to start in the middle of a scene. Yeah, I mean, my favorite start porn for, is always uh, like just a clip. I don't need the intro. Well, I just need to go thing. right there. Yeah, absolutely. I was always, <laughs> you were always told to start in the middle. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So Tyler. Uh, here got the bag of mulch and he's taking it to the register this is pre-covid 19 by the way um 
Again, Set, this setting, is all... setting the scene, setting the scene. Yeah. And uh, he looks at the cashier and he goes, oh, well, that's just pleasant. And the cashier looked at him and said, hmm, all right. <laughs> she rang him up and I was like, oh, doing some gardening, I see, presumably. I don't know. I don't want to assume. I'm rather shy. And Tyler thought, well, that's just delightful. And he goes, you want, you, you want to come over and, and mulch my yard with me? And she said, well, well, that'd be fine. Oh, yeah. I know what that means. Hell, yeah. So I had his backyard. We time travel again. That's 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 my signature move. Is that we just abruptly go to a new location? Yeah, yeah. It's like a long buildup of their first meeting, and then it just smash cut again. To use that term, so sorry. Smash first cuts try. to the the sex the sex times or soup times. So, in the backyard, and Tyler hands the cashier, whose name I don't remember. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. No, it's fine. It's fine. Let's call her Sally. I'm, I'm into that. Sally, hand Sally the bag of mulch. They spread it around. Ooh. And he goes, "Now be careful. You don't want to get a splinter." And she said, well, "That's just kind of you." And he said, "I'm just trying to be considerate." And she really, really liked how considerate he was. I would imagine. He's, he's such a... Cons- and that's when she said, Hey, uh, would, you like, uh, would you like to have sex with me? Here we go. Hell yeah. And he said, well, well that'd be great. And then they had sex. Okay. Is that the end? No. <laughs> After they had sex. Really skipping over the like, sex part. It's like, wow. That was he said, Wow, that was was pretty good. She goes, Thanks. Well, would you like to would you like to have sex again? Oh, here we, yeah, yeah, it's fucking champion, two-pump chump, let's do it. And he said, how's Thursday? <laughs> and she said, I, I have a thing on Thursday. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, why not? What about a week from Thursday? He said, uh, I'm going to be out of town. And she said, well, well, that's nice. And by the way, that, uh, that thing that you used for the sex? He said, yeah. She said, it's really smooth. You got to, that was a smooth thing. <laughs> and he said, well, that's good. I'm glad that it was. She said, me too. But no need to get to the specifics. The, the end. <laughs> 
Okay, so you I guess I haven't I've been like maybe I've been so uh caveman brained by video pornography. I forgot what the written erotic word is like, but it's a lot more of a slow burn focusing on banal inner monologue that skips aggressively over sex to the point where I'm not sure you know what sex is. I definitely maybe, know it. Young you man, I, 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 I've been doing this for 10 years. Of course I know what sex is. You think I've been yeah. doing this? I'd get paid $12 an hour for 10 years to not know what, how to write about sex. You know, and, uh, now that you mentioned it, Mr. Bubbles. And passionate scenes of, of high fives. And uh, I, I, I do I do agree. I'm realizing now I, I jumped the gun on that. You ha- Of course you know what sex is because you mentioned that thing he did during the sex and it was smooth. And you would only know that if you'd had sex before. So I guess that makes yeah. sense. No one, well, no one likes a, no one likes a, a, a ridged one. <laughs> yeah n- not one of those <laughs> not a ridged one of those <laughs> whatever it is <laughs> whatever the fuck it is <laughs> i mean it's bad uh, what was that uh, word that you just said fuck yeah that one. Oh, uh it's um it's kind of a crass slang word for sex so like uh is like that what maybe the kids th- are saying nowadays yeah a little bit because like sex is kind of uh the way s- the way you say sex, it sounds all clinical and stuff. You say I fucked someone, it's got had a little more stank to it, a little more heat. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you just started dabbing your forehead profusely. You got a lot of sweat coming out. <laughs> I always get sweaty when I'm hungry. Oh, are you hungry right now? I'm sorry. Are you thinking about all that soup and sex, huh? Oh, mostly soup. Yeah, <laughs> I figured. <laughs> Which maybe you think is sex? I'm not sure. Well, uh, I mean, no one, no one, no one uses their mouth for sex. So, and tongues uh, never get involved. So, uh, of course, it, well, of course, it's soup. I, I can't, I, I can't. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's a cultural thing. I don't know, but I feel like what we're culture have are you to, from? Uh, culture of dead ass. <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm dabbing though. Can you see? <laughs> no, I cannot. This is a phone call. <laughs> oh, you're on my FaceTime right now, though. Have you not known I've been looking at you this whole time? <laughs> oh, so. yeah. I'm, I'm I'm pulling an Eric Barnes where I uh, I look out through the, wind- nose? through the window. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's your nose. <laughs> I, I got, got a lot. Of, I got a lot of hairs up there. <laughs> yeah, you sure do. Oh, yeah. And uh, oh boy, yeah. I would say, yeah. Why don't you Why don't you go trim your nose hairs? Uh, I would like to ask before we go, though. Um, how are your books selling? Are they doing well? Are you pretty? Uh, pretty? They flying off the shelves? I don't know. <laughs> you don't. You don't follow up. You just send them in and one and done. I just get paid my twelve dollars an hour, and that's all I care about. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, uh, <laughs> Mr. Best seller, worst seller, twelve dollars an hour. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know what? You just keep cranking them out. You fucking crank about because it's delightful. And uh, I'm definitely going to have to get your contact information from Eric Barnes because once this pandemic is over, I'm going to have to get more in depth with you about your your craft because it's uh, fascinating to me. And I, I, I would love to learn more about it. Would you, would, you, would you like one more quick story? All right. Yeah. Why don't you take us? Uh, I'll, I'll, go, I'll do a quick little thing here and then uh, you take us out to the end of the show with a story. How about that? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that is, we're going to be ending Bleak Review here in just a second. I've been Kevin Anderson. Thank you again to Eric Barnes for uh, joining me in the earlier segment of this show, uh, taking us to the outro here. Vance Bupples with another piece of scintillating 
erotica and take it away vance she was wearing the bulkiest sweatpants i ever saw they were it was flopping in the breeze outside of the walmart it was good and and i thought wow i'd like to hug that uh, walked over to her and said, excuse me, uh, I'd like to hug you. And she said, oh, well, that's, well, that's fine. And then we hugged. Then we go over to my place. <laughs> I said, this is where I live. And this is where I hug things oh, and hug people. I don't like, I don't like that at all. <laughs> and she said, oh, I have a place where I hug things too. Really? I was at her apartment. Right. These are all the things and people I hug. Okay. And then we had sex. The hug was better. <laughs> the end. Oh, I just came. Until uh, uh, next week, everybody. This is Kevin Harris and Bleaker Review. Oh, God, I got to go towel off. Yo, you listened to past the outro music? That's crazy. Uh, just reminding everyone, patreon.com slash review for an extra episode a week and more bonus content forthcoming. Be an early adopter. Be my friend. Thank you.